This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If I can start with the question I think every Spurs fan wants the answer to, is James Madison available for tomorrow night and if so just how much is he chomping at the bit because this is probably the most difficult injury layoff he's had you've pulled it pulled them all every every spurs supporter and uh, that's i think that's fair to say yeah, that's fair a, point. a large majority yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair point. Uh, you know um team news um i'll just cover them all uh, from the last game everyone's okay decky's obviously kosevsky's rec- recovered from his illness the boys had uh, four days off last week which i think was uh, was good for them, and then uh, post that, um, yeah, Matt has been training with us. He's had a full training week, so he's uh, he's in a good place. And um, Ben and Dane Scarlett sort of just started back with the group as well. Um, so um, so yeah, we get we get the numbers back up. Um, uh, I think the ones who definitely uh, still uh, Geo, uh, Manor, and Alejo. I think are the three that are still sort of away from the group. Everything that's been going on the last few months, the injuries and the suspensions, players away on international duty, it's been pretty relentless. The last 12 days are kind of the first chance you've had to come up for air. Just how beneficial have they been for you? <coughs> yeah, I think they have been. I mean, it was kind of the, you know, we kind of had uh, a couple of different options how we sort of treated the kind of the, the little break we had. And I just felt, like I said, because, um, you know, fair to say there's been a fair bit going on and a fair bit of um, fair few challenges we've had to overcome I just thought <coughs> given the guys sort of not just the players the staff sort of four days away and you know would, would benefit us more than sort of going away in a little mini camp and um, I think it has been like, looking at just the not that there was anything bad going on before but just the body language of the lads that you know they've come back refreshed we've had a really good training week um, again it helps when the numbers are up <coughs> Yeah, you know, your trainings are just a little bit more intense. There's a little bit more quality there, which helps the whole group. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I think it you know, has been beneficial. But you know, obviously, um, you know, we've got three games coming up that'll will test uh, our preparations. Just a final one from me. It's been <coughs> a busy January already in terms of incomings and outgoings. It's a two-part <coughs> question. How confident are you that there is still more business to be done over the next week? And even if there isn't, with PSR suddenly looking like it's got some teeth these days. Just how reassured are you going forward that Spurs are in a really strong position to kick off? Yeah, look, um, in terms of the rest of the transfer window, I think I said last time, you know, we, we obviously, um, I was really pleased that kind of the, the, the initial kind of objectives we had in our head 
as the name was, you know, obviously <coughs> priority of a centre half and, and somebody in you know in, in the forward positions. We we tick those pretty early, and it's been good not just because we did them early, but yeah, they're two guys who've also <coughs> benefited from just having sort of ten days in the building with us training and adjusting and all that. So you know, they're both Timo and, and Rada are a really good place now to to help us going forward. <coughs> as to what happens for the rest of it, I mean, it's. You know, as I said last time, we're always alert and we're always doing work. If we can improve the team or improve the squad, um, then you know we'll 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 look to do that. Um, and if if there's potentially any outgoings, again, we're we're kind of ready for that, uh, depending on sort of what happens. But um, I, I think we're we're in a decent place where a lot of the sort of I guess anxiety going into it, knowing we we really need it to just help the squad a little bit, particularly through this period. I think, um, you know, we're in, a bit, we're in a good place now. Hi, Ange, how are you? I'm good, thanks, bud. Is James Madison back? You've now got Van der Ven back and Romero back. And I know Sonny's away, but in general, this is the team which pretty much thrilled everybody for the first two and a half, three months of the season. Do you feel now that you're in a great place to attack the league title? Because you said you were in the title race last time and also the FA Cup. Yeah, um, fair to say, Sonny Busuma and Pepe Sarr were pretty decent at the start of the year, and they're still not here. So, um, it's look like I said before, it's it's great to have you know, Matters back, and obviously you know Mickey and and Romero, Christian are both back now. Had a couple of good training weeks. It just helps our training. It helps just our general kind of ability to prepare the boys well for for the challenges ahead. So, um, you know. <coughs> Obviously, gone through a really difficult period for quite a while now. We've still got key absentees, but through that period, I don't think, you know, whilst the results weren't always there, I think our performances were still at a good level, and, and the players were really sort of um, embracing what we were trying to do. And we've set ourselves up now for, you know, um, hopefully a, a strong finish to the, to both the, the league season and hopefully a, um, a good cup run. This tie can be seen in two ways, either tie from hell because you're playing the holders and, the, and one of the best teams in the world or if you're going to win a tournament you've got to be the best at some stage which way, which way do you see it neither it's, it's, it's a cup tie mate and you know i think um if you're going to any sort of cup tie thinking that you've got some sort of advantage uh, whether that's against a, a team that's um in a different division to yours um or, you know, like you said, uh, arguably the best team in the world, it, it, you shouldn't have a different attitude or outlook to it because uh, the beauty of Cups is the upsets they produce and they produce upsets because maybe, you know, you don't take the same attitude. So for me, it doesn't matter who we play. Um, you know, every Cup game is, is a game where you know there's uh, only one result that will help you advance and that's a win and irrespective of your opponent, that's what you have to do. And with that in mind, I think I know the answer, but I'll ask it anyway. You said that the only way you'll advance is to win. Any thoughts from you of slightly just parking your philosophy that's worked so well so far, just so you win this game and get through it? You're looking at me like I'm mad. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just that you pretty much answered your own question with your question. So, uh, and look, you know, it's, that's, that's fair enough. But, you know, I, I think at the same time, you, you, you also respect the fact that you're playing a very, very good opponent. And he, you know, whoever the, you know, when you've got an opponent of the calibre of Manchester City, 
whether you want to or not, your game has to adjust. It does. You know, we 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 know we're going to be at times under stress tomorrow. There'll be times when we get out possessed. I mean, there's irrespective of your strategy, that's that's going to happen. Uh, but um, you know, from our perspective, um, we just continue on trying to build and progress and, and be the team we want to be. And I've always said that. <coughs> You know, your greatest test is when you when you play against the best to see where you're at, and uh, you know, not so much in terms of you know the result, but in terms of you know how you tackle that. And um, I think we've tackled all these challenges we've had so far, whether home or away, against the big teams, in a very positive way, and we want to continue that. Yeah, just wondered on that how exciting it is and how useful it is for you. To, you get to play. You've obviously played City already, but playing them at home just to see kind of where the team's at, and I guess how things have changed where things have developed from six weeks ago, however long ago it was. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard to sort of gauge it in those terms because, again, you know, you, 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 every sort of game's got its own unique circumstances and, you know, that, I think that game, I think we're playing with Emerson and, and Ben as yeah. a centre-back, so there was a different challenge on the day and, um, again, I thought the lads handled it really, really well um, against, you know, particularly away from home and... You know, but by, by I guess measuring where you're at, it's for me it's more about how we embrace the challenge of playing against the best, and um, you know that I think is a bigger measure of the progress because you could end up not being successful on a day or not getting a result, but it doesn't mean you haven't made progress. It'll be how we approach the game, how we take on you know a, a formidable opponent. Um, you know, how much does it, how much of our game can flourish in that sort of environment, and and they're the things you take away and say, well, if it did work, it didn't work, you know, it gives you a good place to, to sort of uh, continue the work you've done. And how much has, has the last couple of weeks been long enough to, for it to be like a mini pre-season or is it just about kind of recharge? No, no, a combination of both. Like I said, I think the players needed some, some time. Um, a lot of the guys, you know, have carried a fairly significant load uh, leading into the break because we had so many injuries. There was a lot of guys who played a lot of football. Um, and even the ones coming back from rehab, like they'd been in pretty long rehabs, and I just felt like you, know, you, you go away for maybe you know if, if we're in a different position to, to sort of you know, if we needed to as a group to, to get together and and go on a like a mini camp just to sort of consolidate what we've done. I think I would have taken a different approach, but I just felt it'd be good for guys just to get away from sort of. Where, you know this place and where we are, and and then come back in refreshed. And um, because we've done that, we've had a really solid week of training. No harder than what we normally do, but um, you know, a really good level. And like I say, having the extra numbers pushes it anyway. Because even having Timo and and Radu in the building, uh, it just like I said, it, it, it raises the level of everything we do. And with um, James coming back, obviously, we saw Mickey go straight into the starting lineup. Obviously, that was slightly because you know, of other absentees as well. But is that just a case-by-case -case basis? Because obviously, I'm sure James is desperate to get going. Do you like How do you base that decision as to whether they're ready to go from the start? Well, it's just like every other week. You know, I kind of make my decisions based on what I think will get us the best outcome. And you take all those things into sort of account, you know, whether they're coming back into the team straight away or you know, whether they need another week. You know what are the how are we in those positions? You know how are we placed in terms of you know the, the health and fitness of the other guys. So, um, but you know the, I guess the you know, I think the the positive for me is that he's available and um, 
again, that gives us kind of more options both uh, with the starting lineup, but even you know with with the ability to change a game because um, you know if he starts, then somebody who's been playing regularly doesn't, but that means they can make an impact. I think <coughs> probably one of the few teams having had a massive impact. You know, with our substitutes during this period, um, early in the season we were good because we had a strong, stronger sort of bench. But um, you know, we've and not so much. We've just been really limited in the in those attacking midfield positions. So it just gives us more options. Hi, Ange. Um, you didn't mention him earlier. It may just be that because he's back in the group, Ryan Sessegnon, is he all right now? No, he's still uh, kind of in uh, in rehab. We're hoping Cecil will rejoin us um, next week if, if, all, if all goes well. Is it just a reaction to coming back after so long out? Yeah, or? pretty much, yeah. yeah. So we've just got to be a bit more careful with him because, um, you know, he's obviously... Um, this is not um, sort of a, a shorter-term thing or even something that's happened this year. It's something he's been carrying, so we're just... You know, guided by the medical team as to how much we can sort of uh, push him at this stage. Obviously, you've now had, a, like you say, almost two weeks to kind of really see Dragas in and Werner in training after that first game. Have they taken to your ideas as quickly as you hoped they would? Yeah, they've adapted well. I mean, you know, it's um, all you can go by sort of, you know, their, you know, how they're training and, um, you know, how they're adapting to our training and both of them... Um, They've adapted and I think they fit in with the lads really well. I think it's a good, it's a good group they've walked into in terms of the environment um, and it's allowed them to sort of settle quickly. I know that our know, club's working hard with them off the field to get them settled as well. So, so they've been great. Yeah, they've been fine. And last one for me. Um, Emerson Royale has been linked with some uh, Saudi club uh, as a potential move. Is he one of those players that's maybe doesn't start every single week, but he's become so important to you because his versatility? Would it be difficult to let someone like that go? Oh, hasn't even sort of. I mean, I'm not sure the, the instance you're talking about, but it hasn't really. No one's asked me about Emerson or whether he's. But he's been hugely important to us. You know, without Emerson and, and, and Ben um, during this period, um, we would have you know, really, really struggled. And not just playing as a centre back, but also filling in at right back at times, left back at times. And he's a great guy to have in the group. He trains hard every day and he's a quality player. He's in the Brazilian national team. So, um, yeah, Emerson is an important part of what we're doing. Hi, Ange. Um, just going back to James, is he ready to start or do you kind of need to manage his fitness, do you feel, over this three-game week, I guess? No, like I said, he's um, as I said before, he's he's trained all week and he, he he's fine, so he's available, so yeah, ready to start, not ready to start. I, I, when someone's available, I assume they're ready to start. You now, whether you do or not, it just depends on sort of like I said, what I see with everyone else tomorrow, and um, you know, usually make those decisions, uh, you know, game day. So, um, like I said, the beauty of it is he's got through the week really well and ready to go. And he was obviously you know, really important during those first couple of months. How much have you learned about the squad with, with him being out in terms of people stepping up, I guess, to fill that creative void? Yeah, look, uh, I guess specifically yeah, for him, yeah, the, the, the creative part of it, there aren't too many, not just in our squad, around the, around the league that are like him. But then we had to sort of you know, cover that absence in, <coughs> in different ways. You know, we've had <coughs> Deki Kulosevsky playing through there, um, yeah, Gio stepped in there, got some goals for us. Um, you know, our, our front three have, have really picked up, and 
you know, we've got goals from set pieces. So, you know, Pedro's become really creative in that midfield area. So, you know, we've picked that up. But I guess the beauty of that is that when you know, Matters is back in there, that that gives us another, you know, it's not just relying on him where maybe it's... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At the start of the year, we're a little bit more reliant on him. Um, we found out through this sort of period that, you know, we don't have to be. Um, but, you know, having him in there certainly adds in that space for sure. And um, just finally for me, Man City's kind of record at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is, is well documented. They've not scored yet. Footballers are known to be superstitious. Do you expect that to be on their mind, on Pep's mind at all? Oh, no, I've got no idea what's on Pep's mind, mate. No, um, uh, no idea. With, um, I, I very much doubt it. I, I, I don't think anyone in the game today sort of looks at those things too, um, you know, too closely as a predictor of what's ahead. I mean, I, you know, it's it's. It's fair to say there's been a fair bit of change in our team and, and their team over that course of time, and every game's a bit different. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll be surprised if there's no goals tomorrow. Um, so, um, I think, you know, it'll be a great challenge. I think it should be a cracking game. I think both teams are kind of looking forward to, um, you know, see how we match up. Okay, well, any broadcast option there, please move on to Barbados at 10.30 pm. Pedro there actually, he still received at City early in his career. Yeah. He's become a key player for, for you this season. He seems to really enjoy playing on you. What um, can you just, I guess, talk a bit about how his, his influence has grown this season in the team? Yeah, look, I think, um, I guess for a lot of the guys that kind of have stayed on, it, obviously we've taken a different approach, not just to the way we play, the way we train, and Pedro's really taken to it. He, he did, you know, right from pre-season, um, you can tell by the way he plays. He's a guy who's got a lot of energy, and and you know he's really, um, yeah, he's really passionate about his football, and he trains that way, and um, he plays that way. You know, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and I think the way we train, you know, really suits him. He enjoys that, and and I think that's helped him with his football because he, he's, you know, he's kind of every day he's he's pushing himself for training, and the environment allows him to do that, and then, you know. In the games themselves, he's becoming more and more of an influence in those, you know, in areas maybe where I think he was always good in. I think you look at his, you know, even before he came to Tottenham, he, you know, his, his attacking stuff as a defender, as a wing back, has always been, um, you know, high quality. Uh, um, so that's still there. It's probably, you know, we're getting him into more central areas, which means he can have even a bigger influence rather than just wide areas. And he's worked really hard in the defensive game with, with uh, Matty Wells, you know, and uh, I think he's enjoyed that as well. Like I said, it's just his general attitude, I think, 
to football and the way he wants to train, you know, the environment we've got at the moment really suits him and I think he's thriving in it. I just think sometimes it's not about being too quick. I think sometimes judgments are made um, without sort of understanding that uh, with a lot of stuff that people make assessments on, you can only make assessments on what you see. So, you know, if you're a journalist, when you see a performance, that's. But I think it goes beyond that. Like I said, it depends on the environment, depends on what instructions players have, depends on, you know, how comfortable they feel in it. <coughs> I mean, there's, there's no doubt that Pedro's an outstanding player. I mean, he showed that before he came to Tottenham, but for a whole host of reasons, him and others struggled last year, not because of, um, you know, anyone purposefully doing it. It was just a really... It was a, it was a, it was a tough environment for the club last year, and, um, you know, you've got to factor that into it now. At the same time players also have to take that responsibility and, and hopefully learn from that and say, well, you know, irrespective of the environment, my level of performance should be here, you know, and um, I think Pedro's one that understood that. Like I said, from the first day of pre-season, I just got the sense he, he came back, not to a point to prove, but to show that, you know what, my level of performance can be a lot better than what it was last year. And um, So it's incumbent on every sort of player to, to kind of learn that, you know, whatever the challenges you have in your environment, yeah, it doesn't restrict you from from performing, um, you know, levels that you know make you contribute, um, you know, to 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 the group. And um, you know, I think Pedro is one of those. You know, there's a few in this group that you know maybe last year people made a different assessment. Well, okay, that was probably because like I said it was it was a really sort of unstable environment for a number of reasons, and then. This year they're doing a lot better, but the players themselves are key to turning that around. You know, they have to realise, okay, well, I've got to do this myself as well. You know, I've got to show that last year was wasn't who I am. Just, just finally, news broke yesterday of Tottenham's former owner Joe Lewis pleading guilty to some training. Um, have you been assured that this will have no bearing on Tottenham today? No, I mean, I, I you know, that's. That's about seven galaxies outside my universe, mate. On, on, on what I'm, and that's the truth. Like, I, if if I felt it was something that would, but you know, I think the club put out a statement, and I think if that statement doesn't satisfy you, then probably I'm not the person to ask the follow-up questions to, because it's just not part of my radar. It wasn't you know, something that you know is going to concern me or what I'm trying to do, and. And again, they're the kind of things where you can use as a distraction, but I'm, it's just not part of sort of what my brief is here and what I need to do. Um, in the little break, what did you get up to? Yeah, yeah not much. Um, sorry? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah, no, no, not much. I, my family, was, as I said, were, were away, so they just got back. So um, just some quiet time at home. Um, still had work. No, work, mate. Work. There's still, um, still a lot to do. Like, I, I, I kind of use those moments to kind of look a bit further down the road and see 
stuff that needs to do because you know the, whilst you know the, the coalface of it is games to prepare for games to win results there's some longer term stuff that you know I'm still keen to build within the football club so you, you kind of start mapping out those things and seeing whether we can make an impact now with that or a bit later or when we are going to make an impact because it all sort of you know helps you to get to to where you want to so um you know I didn't feel like I mean it would be nice to get away don't get me wrong but even if I got away I'd still be kind of thinking along those lines um I'm fairly fairly mundane and, and one-dimensional when it comes to that. I mean, I look, I'm I'm a human being, mate. I also, yeah, I watch things and I kind of I love reading and I listen to, as you know, podcasts and I listen to some music, spend time with my family. It's not it's not anything too exotic or exciting, um, but um, you know, within that context, it, it's it's I still feel like you know, for me, you know. I take what I do really, really seriously, and and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't. F- I feel like sometimes if I do switch off for too long, I'm kind of missing something. You know, it's just the way I'm. I'm kind of wired. So, but if I'm ever sort of, you know, my wife will straighten me up if I'm ever too engrossed in it, and I need to step away from it, and we'll, you know, she'll make sure that um, you know I have some time to to switch off. In nothing, in absolutely zero. <laughs> Matters has got zero semblance, his life to mine. Absolutely none. No. Okay. I was going to ask you about specifically about yeah. how he's coped yeah. with, yeah. with this on a psychological level, yeah. long absence of injury after <coughs> his, of his career. Yeah. I mean, it was, he was a positive guy. Yeah. So was he quite low? Or? Uh, not, not low, but it was tough for him. Yeah, fair to say it was tough for him because, like I said, he is, you know, he does love his football, he loves the environment of football clubs, he loves the dressing room, he's kind of a, a force within that and um, it, it's hard for all players when, when they've got to go through a rehab but you know, especially a, you know, a character like him, I, I suggest you know, our sports science staff wouldn't, wouldn't, staff wouldn't enjoy the one-on-one with Matt as he, he's, he's more of a guy who wants to be in the group so I mean we, we, we did sort of send him away in the middle of it we felt it was good for him to get away with his family we sent a physio with him and I think that helped sort of bridge that time and when he got back from that I think you know he was refreshed and once he could see the sort of finish line of you know okay I'm getting to the tail end of it you could see you know his, his spirits lift and um, yeah it's, it's been good to get him back you saw him hit the ground you know, so impressively when he first signed mm. and I suppose we've seen De Bruyne come back for City and he's yeah. What's your sort of sense about Madison? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, you don't, I don't want to sort of put those kind of expectations. But I know what Matters expects, you know. And, and looking at him at training, you, you wouldn't know that he's missed so much. He's, you know, the, the quality is there straight away. You know, everyone notices it. And uh, and he's looking good physically. So, um, so, you know, I'm sure that he, again, he's the kind of guy who will want to make up for lost time and, and, you know, come back in and make an impact straight away. Take it back to the old chestnut trophies. Yeah. We know how important trophies are to you. Mm. You know how important trophies are to this club, mm. particularly their FA Cup tradition mm. and history. Mm. Just what would it mean to you know go beyond to, to tomorrow night to kind of get that cup feeling, to get that cup buzz, to keep this season really pum
Yeah, look, I, I, I think, you know, obviously yeah, it's very important, but not because of any other reason, but what it would mean to our supporters, you know. They're the ones that, you know, we, we as in managers and players, we, we come and go, you know. Even the great ones at some point finish, but the supporters are always there. And, you know, they've had to sit through year after year of not winning a trophy, watching other clubs win trophies. So you know what it means. Um, but I've said before that that can't sort of charter my course of what I want to build here. I want to build a team that, that brings success and challenges for trophies every year. Every year. Because whilst one trophy will satisfy that thirst, which I understand, if in the following year we struggle and fall back to mediocrity, it's going to quickly get forgotten. This is not what this club's about. And, you know, um, my goal when I was brought in was to take this club to be a club that competes for honours every year, and that's what I'm focused on. Tomorrow night is part of that process, obviously. Um, but I'm under no illusions of what bringing a trophy to this club means to supporters. I, I understand that. But my brief, not my brief, but my sort of objective within that is to to give them that joy on a regular basis, not just as a one-off. The, the fans love you, like, you can see that from, from the, the way they react in the stadium. But when you see them in the street, you know, and, and basically they come up to you, do you get that sense of understanding as well? Yeah. They always want, you know, a bit of sort of way to, to Yeah, no, no, everyone's been you know, very kind to me and, and, you know, like really supportive and, and they can see what I'm trying to do. But, you know, they also... Don't leave me guessing about what the objective is. So um, that's fine. I mean, that's what you want. You know, you want passionate supporters. And, and like I said, it's right that our supporters feel that way. But I can't let that dictate what I do. I, I know what I need to do to, to take this football club to where it needs to be. And and it's not going to come from, like I said, the joy of a one-off. I know that, you know, it'd probably be good for me if it happens, you know, be be great for me but it's not what I'm interested in I'm interested in taking this club to to a level where it has success on a regular basis Thank you, Hi. Um, you mentioned how you're looking forward to this game to measure also the progress you guys have made you guys have made a lot of progress from, from the beginning of the season which is the one you're most proud of? I think, I, I think the, the way the players have um, really embraced um, who we want to be as a team, even with the challenges we've had, because you know we we, we obviously uh, again it's not about the injuries, but it's about how we approached as a group, you know, tackling that challenge, and then how you tackle the challenge of losing three four games in a row. You know, what's our attitude like? What's our body language like? What's our belief like? And through that, I've really loved that this group of players and the staff, to be fair, <coughs> have just never wavered from saying, you know, and demanding of me that we continue like this. We don't change. Um, because irrespective of what happens ahead, there's going to be more challenges. There'll be different challenges, but more challenges. And we've already gone through this period and shown that if we stick to what we believe in, we can come out stronger. Well, that's the thing. Because I think in terms of the football and in terms of everything we do, there's still a long way to go. And we've got a lot of improvement. Got a lot of young players who are just in the sort of beginnings of their careers um, but that sort of 
um, attitude they've shown and commitment and belief, more importantly, in what we're trying to do has been the most pleasing thing for me. They're all different. They're all, you know, unique. Um, they're all different challenges. Um, but like I said, through that, there's always some consistent things that I see um, that if you put in, um, it gives you a chance. You know, it doesn't guarantee it, but it gives you a chance. And that's what I'm trying to instill here. And I think it doesn't matter where you are. And that's not just synonymous with where I've been. But any, you look at all the successful teams, there are certain characteristics within that so aside from quality aside from anything else that those teams have um, and they seem simple from the outside but once you're in sometimes the most difficult things to achieve you know to to understand how important a, a team first ethos is you know how important it is that you you know get people with different personalities different characters all to believe in one thing you know how you change an environment how do you change behavior you know and these and these are irrespective of the quality but all across all sports all champion teams have these things so that's what you're trying to instill but like i said it's not always easy um, and they're always different how you get to that end point so this is different from what i had to do at celtic or yokohama or in australia but the 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 principles of it are the same no, just to Dubai, mate. No, we're sort of. No, no, no. That, that I guess that, that was the point of what I was saying. It wasn't a holiday. It was like we sent a. Do you go holidays with your physio? No. Uh, <laughs> or a, a sports. <laughs> a, yeah. um, no, it was pretty much just just. Just to replicate here, you're having a crack at each other now. That's good. I love this. Um, yeah. um, it was just to get him away from this environment, away, but doing exactly what he'd do here, but in a different environment. And he went away with his family, so it was just it kind of just helped him sort of do what he was supposed to be doing here in a different environment. We did that with Romero. Um, Geo's doing the same thing, you know. We because again, you know, for for players to just come in on a sort of daily basis in here watch the guys training and not be part of it it's it's not easy you know and if we can somehow accelerate that process by changing something around them some of them don't some of them like doing it here and they're good but with matters we just felt it would work that way you touched on it at the end of the first section there but i think everyone's expecting a great game tomorrow like mm. the neutrals two teams attacking playing the right way I just wonder kind of how much you personally yeah, look, you can't script it. You know, it's probably going to end up being nil-nil and fairly dull and boring. And we, but I do. I like, you know, the, you know, I loved the 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 three-three at their place. You know, it was it was a cracking game. You know, aside from you take away yourself from it, and we were lucky to be in at half time. We should have been well out of it. You know, they missed some unbelievable chances, but we hung in there, and then we we got on top and. We might have even snuck a win at the end of it, but it was such. There were so many sort of storylines within the game. I love that, you know, and that's that's what I love about football. And that's what you kind of want. You obviously want to win because that makes you feel better about what's happened. But yeah, you know, you, you're playing against, like I said, arguably the best side in the world, and you know, we feel like we can have a crack at them, and we will, and see what the outcome is. And, and 
Sonny's obviously aware you, you, you've spoken before about how he kind of transcends groups in the squad. I sort of wondered, do you feel his absence from the group when he's physically not around the place? Has that been something the last Um yeah, look, there's definitely a void there, but um, again, with all these things, there's always opportunities, and you know, <clears throat> that's where you know Romero's really stepped up the last sort of. You just feel it around the place, you know. He knows that Sonny's not here, and he knows what Sonny does on a day. You know, Sonny gets around every person in the building and says, "You know, how you going?" and and Christian's doing that now. I can see that, you know, training. He's a lot more vocal than he was in the past, so. That's the beauty of it, you know, where where there is a void because you're missing, you know, one of your, you know, your, your leader. Um, for me, just sitting outside, then you're kind of waiting, okay, is anyone going to step up here because we're going to need someone to or do I have to interject myself into it to come back? You know, like I said, you know, he stepped up and and there's been others within that um, Vic and goals, you know, he stepped up and, you know, there's a real sort of, um, good feeling amongst the group at the moment about where they're at, that they understand that, like I said, because of what we've been through, okay, somebody's missing, man down, we just keep going and somebody fills that void and we keep going till they, till they come back. And um, I think it's been good for the growth of this team. I think this year for me is about growth, you know, and you don't want to orchestrate these scenarios where we get challenged and we have players missing and everything, but the fact that we have gone through it, I just think it's accelerated our growth. If we had everything run smoothly, you'd be worrying, well, it's going to hit us at some stage, how we're going to react to it. So we could have flown through this first half of the year. And I'm sure all the questions to me would have been, well, you know, what happens when there's a hiccup because the hiccup will come? And I wouldn't be able to answer that question. I'd bluff my way through it, but I wouldn't be able to really answer it. But I already know, you know I've, I've seen the resilience and, and part of that is how we've dealt with those absences. Is there, is there sort of any part of you that thinks that big injury crisis was, was well-timed there? <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends on how we finish the season, mate. I'll, when you're going through it, no, you know, um, because, yeah, we, we started the season so well and you just wanted to keep going and you see the growth. But like I said, there's always a challenge. And if it wasn't the injuries, it would have been something else, I guarantee you. It would have, something else would have, been in our path to trip us up and we would have tripped up because we're still in the early stages of building a team and it's when you trip up what do you do you know do, do you get back up or you kind of bemoan the fact that you've fallen down so you know whatever those challenges are and there'll be more ahead you know like I said hopefully knock on wood we're over this injury crisis but there'll be other challenges trust me um, and you know for me the good thing is that We've handled the first one in a manner where I've seen the team grow and that's got to be our objective uh, with whatever comes ahead. Can I just ask you one more about the, the challenge of facing someone like De Bruyne? How, how do you go about um, stopping someone like that? <coughs> no, because, look, he's an outstanding footballer. Too. I mean, he's, he's, he's a brilliant footballer. You know, he's one of those guys you, you just love to watch, um, apart from you, if you're playing against him. Um, but... You know, if you fall into the trap of thinking that's just the key to this Man City team, then that's where you trip up because they've got quality all over the place where they can hurt you. And I've always felt, you know, fair to say in, in my coaching journey, whenever I've been to the big tournaments, I've gone in as, you know, the underdog. Um, but I've always felt that like the only chance we've got is doing things collectively. If we start to individualise things, then we've got no chance because, you know, 
and that's the beauty of football, you know. It's um, ultimately it's not you know one against one; it's eleven against eleven. And if you can maintain that through the course of a game and minimise the influence of individuals as a collective, then you've got a better chance of success. But if we if we tried to stop Kevin and ignored Phil Foden or Nag or I'll, don't make me neighbour, mate, I'll go through the whole team. Um, then you know I think we, we fall into a trap. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 